phrases that I heard most often from the pharmacy team members that I had to, had the pleasure to speak with were, I've been wanting to provide care, primary care to my patients for years, and I am thrilled to finally have the chance to be paid for the services that I have been providing to my patients for years. And the most exciting answer was, tell me more. Welcome to the Pharmacy Quality Solutions Quality Corner Show, where quality measurement leads to better patient outcomes. This show will be your go-to source for all things related to quality improvement and medication use in healthcare. We will hit on trending health topics as they relate to performance measurements and find common ground for payers and practitioners. We will discuss how the Equip platform can help you with your performance goals, and we will also make sure to keep you up to date on pharmacy quality news. Please note that the topics discussed are based on the information available at the date and time of recording. Information or guidelines are updated periodically, and we will always recommend that our listeners research and review any guidelines that are newly published. Buckle up and put your thinking cap on. The Quality Corner Show starts now. Hello, Quality Corner Show listeners. Welcome to the PQS podcast, where we focus on medication use, quality improvement, and how we can utilize pharmacists to improve patient health outcomes. I'm your host, Nick Dorich. This episode of the Quality Corner Show is sort of a special report. We actually did an episode of this nature last year once our team completed and attended the summer 2022 uh, trade shows for McKesson Cardinal Health and Amerisource Bergen. Our team was on the road visiting with these organizations and meeting with many of their independent pharmacies and small chains to discuss the changes with quality measures, the changes with Equip and the new version, and some of the ways that now Equip is hosting and providing opportunities for pharmacies. And when I say pharmacies, I mean the pharmacist and pharmacy technicians to provide primary care services. So we were able to share some great lessons at those shows, and I've, I'm going to use this episode to include the voices of three of my PQS teammates to help share some of this information, uh, some of what we provided and what we taught pharmacies, but also what was some of the feedback that from pharmacies. Were they ready to face this these new opportunities and these new challenges? Were there hesitations, or are there pharmacies already offering, offering these services? So uh, sit down, get ready for this episode, and we're going to hear uh, three interviews with, uh, that I have conducted with some of my teammates here at PQS. Hello, everyone. We are here with our interview uh, with Patty Duda, my teammate here at PQS. We're going to be talking about one of the 2023 pharmacy wholesaler trade shows. So Patty, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm great, Nick. How are you? Doing well here. Thank you. All right. So, Patty, as we get started, uh, a couple of quick questions for our audience. Do you mind giving an introduction, who you are, uh, what your role is at PQS, and then can you tell us a little bit about what trade show you attended this summer? Sure. I'm Patty Duda, and I am a pharmacy account manager here at PQS. And I had the opportunity to travel to Boston this summer to attend the Cardinal Health Retail Business Conference in July. Excellent. All right, we're going to jump right in here. Just a couple of quick questions uh, that we can help explain 
your experience at the show, meeting with pharmacy owners, staff pharmacists, and pharmacy technicians. What was the most exciting part of the trade show for you? And we'll we'll keep this question focused on what was the most exciting part of the trade show for you as it related to uh, Equip and our conversations with the pharmacies? Sure. From the moment I arrived, energy filled the conference center and the attendees were excited to learn about how their pharmacy could engage in enhanced service opportunities to allow them to diversify their revenue stream while providing convenient primary care to their patients. The phrases that I heard most often from the pharmacy team members that I had had the pleasure to speak with were, I've been wanting to provide primary care to my patients for years and I am thrilled to finally have the chance to be paid for the services that I have been providing to my patients for years. And the most exciting answer was tell me more. I was then able to spend some time with the attendees demonstrating how to access the opportunities through the Equip platform, detailing the documentation requirements for each program, and providing next steps to help the pharmacies towards implementing these opportunities within their practice. Excellent. Patty, a quick follow-up question for you as well. As it relates to these primary care services, we're talking about blood pressure screenings. We're talking about hemoglobin A1C screenings. What was the response like? Are these services that many pharmacies are already providing to their patients? Absolutely. They are services that they're already providing, and the pharmacies believe that they provide a valuable service in a convenient location for their patients. And we're very excited to learn that health plans value the ability of pharmacies to provide these services in a convenient location. Excellent. All right, Patty. Well, I've got just really one last or final question for you as it relates to the show. I think I know the answer already, but (laughs) uh, based upon the experience at that conference and then your day-to-day experiencing with pharmacies um, here at PQS, how are you feeling about the opportunities for community pharmacy as we close out 2023 and as we look ahead to the changes that are going to occur in 2024. I'm very excited about what pharmacy looks like in the future. In the recent past, pharmacy organizations have been frustrated with changes in the practice of pharmacy, which have negatively impacted their business. At the conference this summer, it was invigorating to have these conversations and see firsthand a new excitement in the eyes of the pharmacy community for the future of pharmacy. These organizations will now be able to practice as they have wanted to for years, provide convenient care to their patients, and be paid for their efforts. So truly, Nick, I believe that the future of retail pharmacy is bright. Well, I certainly love to hear that answer, and uh, <laughs> and, and that's really a testament to what what you are hearing, what you are seeing from the pharmacies, Patty. So thank you for sharing that message. Um, Thanks for sharing the excitement and the passion that you heard from pharmacy owners, from pharmacists, and from pharmacy technicians at the the Cardinal RBC this this summer. Um, We hope you had, for those who had a chance to meet with Patty and the team, we share that same excitement. Patty shares that same excitement about these enhanced service opportunities for pharmacies. So we've got a lot more work to go. But that'll wrap us up for this interview. For listeners, stay tuned. We'll be right back with our next member from the PQS team. Hello, listeners. We are back with my interview uh, with my teammate here at PQS. So today I've got Stephanie Hale, Quality Programs Manager. Stephanie, welcome to the show. And how are you doing today? Good. Thank you. How are you? 
Um, fantastic. Thank you very much. Now, Stephanie, we're going to jump into this conversation today, but first we need an introduction. So uh, who are you? What is your role at PQS? And then what trade show did you attend this summer that we're going to be talking about? So um, I work with both payers and pharmacy customers to incre increase engagement um, among the pharmacies and our different programs that we have, such as our enhanced services offering. And I attended both IdeaShare and RBC over the summer. Excellent. Well, we're going to get into your conversations uh, from both of those conferences. And, you know, from this standpoint, let's talk about what was the most exciting thing for you um, about the meetings with pharmacy teams. When you're talking with pharmacy owners, maybe it was frontline staff pharmacists, maybe it was pharmacy technicians. You spent a lot of time introducing them to enhance services and equip. You know, what were the responses like and, and how are people feeling about this new opportunity to provide patient care services via Equip. So I was excited personally by all of the pharmacy's excitement. So I talked to both technicians and pharmacists. Um, at IdeaShare, I actually met some technicians at one of the lunch and learns because I was one of, um, I used to be a technician. So I kind of went in there yep. to see, get some ideas. So um, we would share, show a demo of the the enhanced services site and everyone would be like this is great this is awesome let me grab my brother or let me grab my friend and have you show them it was awesome to see the community that independents have with each other um, it's not a competition it's more like hey let me help you too and as a former technician like i said it's also really exciting to see how these programs are bringing in technicians to the mix allowing them to collect the blood pressure and a1c readings and i think the pharmacists were excited about that too because they're like i don't have time to do this i'm already doing so much and we're like no your technicians can do this too and they're like oh okay that's great so that was really exciting for me that is excellent Stephanie. as you mentioned here you know you are a pharmacy technician by background you've been um, a part of different organizations we at PQS have have worked with. And it's one of the things that I think is really key about our vision at PQS is that we've been in, in those shoes. We know what it's like, um, whether it be from a pharmacy technician role or from a pharmacist perspective. And that really allows us to position pharmacy as the industry, as the community pharmacies, you know, for success with these programs that we know pharmacists can do. And that leads me to my quick follow-up question. When you talked about these enhanced services, were most pharmacies, you know, already doing these services or were they already thinking about this or was this something that was kind of a, a new concept to them? Um, it's kind of a mix of both. I think um, there's some that already are doing blood pressure readings or A1C um, and so or, you know, doing different types of programs that they have available. Um, so it's really going to be just you know, getting that documentation in for them. But I think the healthcare industry really saw what we already knew about pharmacy and what we can do in pharmacy, the pharmacy industry and um, during COVID. So with that, with the testing and the immunizations, pharmacies really stepped up and um, helped out. And so I think if we can engage in these opportunities that we have for 2023, that there's going to be more opportunities available in 2024 in this clinical aspect. And, um, you know, it's exciting from being in pharmacy for so long. We know how how much the community pharmacy does for their patients and the connection they have. And I think it's super exciting that the rest of the healthcare industry is also recognizing that as well. Absolutely. Now, Stephanie, I've got one final question for you. And, and based on that latest response, I 
I think I already know where you're where you're heading or where you will head in the response to this. But as we look ahead to 2024, what's your gut feeling about pharmacy practice? Are things heading in the right direction? You know, is there light at the end of the tunnel here? Um, you know, what do you expect for pharmacy in 2024? So, um, yeah, kind of on this along those same lines, I think the first few months might be a little bit tough because of the DIR hangover. But if we engage, like I said, in the 2023 opportunities, that'll give you some extra revenue for for that 2024 coming up. And then if and then I think really there's going to be um, a lot of opportunities for pharmacies in terms of clinical opportunities and kind of diversifying their business and getting some extra revenue. Excellent. Well, before we let you go, Stephanie, in your role as quality programs manager, you are very familiar with many of these new opportunities and services that are to be available for pharmacies uh, via Equip. So do you have any last minute tips, recommendations, or maybe minimum requirements to how frequently pharmacies should be reviewing their equipped dashboards? Well, with these new opportunities, they're updated weekly. So if you're not at least going in there monthly, you should be doing that. But weekly is even better because there's going to be a lot of things coming through. So I would say definitely just make it a part of your routine. Um, I know pharmacies that I've worked with in the past, if they made it a part of their daily tasks, like filling up vials or, you know, um, finishing the rest of your refills, all that stuff. Just make it a part of your your weekly checklist of things to do, and then you can incorporate it into your workflow and, and have those already done. Fantastic. Well, Stephanie, thank you for uh, your time here today on the show. Uh, thank you for spending your time or some of your time this summer meeting with the pharmacies and getting them to uh, become informed, engaged, and educated about these enhanced service programs. We know that the pharmacy teams can step up and provide a number of patient care services beyond what is currently permitted or what has been permitted or what has been paid for uh, by different uh, payers. So we're really excited for this future. Appreciate your time. Thanks for joining today. Now, audience, stay tuned. We've got one final interview before we wrap up today's episode. All right, Quality Corner Show listeners, we are back with our final interview from the PQS Summer Trade Show season. And I have with me today, Ian Hubble, my teammate here at PQS. Ian, how are you today? Doing pretty well. How about you? Excellent. I am I am fine. Uh, excited to wrap up this series because it's very exciting for me and I can't wait to share these messages with our listeners. But Ian, before we begin, let's get to know or let's make sure our audience knows who you are. So, uh, who are you? We already covered your name, but who are you? What's your role at PQS? And then uh, as part of the PQS team, what trade show did you attend this summer? Yeah, sure. Um, so my name is Ian Hubble. I'm the Senior Director of Strategic Initiatives here at PQS. Uh, my role here is really to help to, uh, one, look at our current software, look at our current offerings, um, see where we have opportunities to be able to help our partners, whether that's pharmacy or health plan, um, and really work with them to um, help to ensure that um, you know, we're we're providing the the best service possible and providing you know the the overall goals that um, that our pharmacy and health plan partners have. Um, so that's that's really it in a nutshell, very high level. Excellent. All right, and then uh, you and I were at a trade show together this summer. So what show was that for our audience? Uh, we're, we were at ABC, so we were at uh, ThoughtSpot. Um, and it was a, a really great um, conference, really great turnout um, at the trade show. Um, you know, I, I can't tell you how many it was. It was 
uh, first trade show that I went to as as a representative of, of, of PQS, and and it was just very uh, welcoming and, and a just very uh, strong showing by by the pharmacies that were there. So it was it was wonderful to see. Excellent. Yeah, I certainly share that sentiment myself. But uh, Ian, let's go ahead. We'll jump into our questions. Uh, our questions for today, just a couple. We had a lot of conversations with pharmacies and and with pharmacy staff members. It may have been pharmacy owners. It may have been frontline pharmacists. Um, it may have been pharmacy technicians. We saw a lot of those at the show as well. There were a lot of folks asking about how they're going to use Equip and how we are helping them as we move move into a new year, that being 2024. So, you know, what were some of the lessons? What were some of the uh, items that you shared? And what were some of the responses that you got from pharmacy team members as we discussed how they can utilize Equip to make a, a successful 2024? Yeah, so first and foremost, there was a lot of excitement um, around Equip and, and the, the new version of it, the release of it. Um, there was a lot of um, intense interest, I would say, um, both on on how the how it, the functionality is, um, a lot of, um, you know, uh, compliments, really. Um, so kudos to the team for, for the design and, and the overall um, display of it. Um, and then really, there was a lot of excitement towards our enhanced services. Um, and the offerings that we're, we're providing now. So whether that's uh, A1C, um, CBP, um, soon to be a year-end adherence monitoring program. Um, we've got a couple others that are actually coming out in the near future as well that uh, we're able to talk to talk to folks in person on, but maybe not talk through the, through the podcast. Uh, but really some really neat um, and interesting um, items that are coming out that, you know, Pharmacies haven't traditionally had the opportunity to be able to, to do these types of, of clinical outreaches and, and approaches. So it's been really um, just a lot of excitement from, from the pharmacists, from the, from the techs that we spoke with, from the owners um, around these. Uh, not only are they, they clinical opportunities, but they're revenue generating opportunities for them as well. Um, and so these are these are elements that, that are helping our health plans. These are elements that are helping the, the pharmacies. Um, you know, to achieve higher measures, to achieve these higher goals, but it's direct reimbursement too, and direct payment, I should say, uh, for for these these activities. Um, so it's it's a brand new uh, service and overall um, exercise. So a lot of that that conversation really was going through our 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 new interface um, and going through the the enhanced services um, portion of it, and and really going through um, with most of the folks that we talked with, um, just general excitement about that that new tab that's there. I was going to say there was also, um, interestingly enough, because of DIR fees going away, and, and I don't know, um, or not really truly going, but but I don't know if there were uh, maybe some kind of uh, additional conversations that, that seem to be going around. One of the, the really interesting aspects were um, folks thought that the adherence measures themselves were going away, um, where, you know, there was a lot of conversation around that. and. Um, First and foremost, those I don't see going away anytime soon, you know, for a couple of different reasons. But but ultimately, um, you know, adherence will still matter uh, for the patients, for the health plans and for the pharmacies. Uh, they will still be something that are, are heavily uh, focused on and, and measured um, both by CMS, by by health plans um, and really ultimately the the the, the uh, pharmacies to, to still focus on those. Um, for a couple of different reasons. One is is certainly that that has to do with with how payment is is being made in pharmacies, but also too, and and really importantly, obviously, is is the overall benefit and, and the welfare and health of of the patients. 
Um, and so those measures I don't I don't see going away. So hopefully we could put that that um, item to rest as well. Uh, but there were a number of folks that that came that that seemed to be talking through that and and really. It's such an important measure or measures uh, that I don't I don't really see that going away anytime soon. Yeah, absolutely agree that that question has come up or did come up a few times during the show. And, you know, folks are pharmacies are still ready to face the challenges ahead. I think the best way is they're, they're they were on that fact finding mission where, hey, yep. with changes that are coming, is adherence still a focus or does it still need to be? And, and our answer was unequivocally. Yes, uh, actually, it might matter more you know, to the yep. pharmacies than it did before. So we're definitely going to keep that um, at, as a topic that is front and center, but also talking about blood pressure screenings, hemoglobin A1C, and uh, the other items that we have that are not yet announced, but coming down the pipeline. Aside from that, Ian, final question for you here before we before we do wrap up. Um, you know, from, from the show, we spoke with a lot of pharmacies. You have spent a number of years working with different pharmacy organizations. You have a pretty good understanding of this industry and those that are in it. How are you feeling about the opportunities for community pharmacy, you know, as we head to 2024? I think there's some, some folks may have a little bit of anxiety or a heartburn, but I think some people are really, you know, ready to embrace the future. Where do you stand? Um, I, I stand ready to embrace the future, honestly. I think that there's more opportunities that'll be coming out for community pharmacies um, than there ever have been before. Um, and so, you know, I mentioned a, a couple of the enhanced services, right? Um, there, there's more that'll be coming out as well. I think that there's there's certainly a right to to speculate and, and have some concern over what what it all means now that there's regulation changes and, and overall um, changes in DIR. But ultimately, I think that um, there's a continued march down, um, you know, the, the path of having pharmacies and pharmacists be able to do more. Um, and that's something that I'm really excited about being able to provide those types of opportunities, being able to, to, you know, help to, to measure and monitor and, and provide ultimately those, those clinical services and other services that pharmacists are trained to do, have the ability to do. Um, and it's, it's just making sure that they actually have something that they can do in a manner that is efficient. And, you know, again, that's, that's an area that I think most pharmacists will, will say is, Hey, I want to help. How, how are we able to do this in the, in the time that we have? And so it's really being able to, to free up some of their time and, and their ability to do that. And I think that's what Equip does is it allows them to see it in a snapshot and then be able to, to work with those patients quickly. Well, that is a great note for us to end on, right? There's there's so much opportunity for the pharmacy team, and there's so much opportunity for pharmacists and pharmacy technicians uh, to do more, to be recognized for more, and to be paid for these services that they that they are providing. And uh, we at PQS are happy to continue that push forward, um, and we we look forward to the engagement with the pharmacy teams. And uh, Ian and I, while we were at ThoughtSpot last year, we hope to see many of you listeners at some of the trade shows uh, next year uh, mm -hmm. or other events coming up. So, Ian, thank you for your time today. Thanks for your work at the uh, ThoughtSpot trade show. And for our audience, uh, stay tuned. We'll have one final wrap-up before we close out this episode. Thanks so much. All right, everyone. Well, that concludes this episode of the Quality Corner Show. I really want to thank my teammates, Patty, Stephanie, and Ian, for jumping on to record these sections with me. They were all fantastic and did a great job sharing some of the messages, some of the inspiration, some of the questions 
um, but really sharing the perspective of us at PQS, but also the pharmacies that we spoke with at the trade shows this summer. Um, we had a number of other teammates at PQS, uh, too many for me to name <laughs> uh, right here in this audio format. So I really appreciate the efforts for those that we did not get to use for this recording, but our team at PQS is really excited for what the road ahead looks like as we continue to utilize equip for the increased uh, functionality and the ability for pharmacists to document and be recognized and paid for providing uh, primary care services, um, especially focusing on those opportunities for blood pressure screenings and hemoglobin A1C. So we'll be back soon with another episode of the Quality Corner Show. But until then, we have one final message from the PQS team. The Pharmacy Quality Solutions Quality Corner Show has a request for you. Our goal is to spread the word about how quality measurement can help improve health outcomes, and we need your help in sharing this podcast to friends and colleagues in the healthcare industry. We also want you to provide feedback, ask us questions, and suggest health topics you'd like to see covered. If you are a health expert and you want to contribute to the show or even talk on the show, please contact us. You can email info at pharmacyquality.com. Let us know what is on your mind, what we can address so that you are fully informed. We want you to be able to provide the best care for your patients and members, and we wish all of you listeners out there well.